0: New series as we walk through the Advent season. It's a wonderful life with Jesus. So we are so excited that you are here this morning and you've joined us. If you're listening online, good morning to you as well. Um, Today's a family Sunday, so we've purposely invited our children to join us in the service this morning. Um, if you see a kiddo sitting sitting next to you and they don't have a kid's packet, um, they can grab it back at the center doors. You're going to want one of those kids, I promise. It's pretty cool. Um, but So if you need to grab one of those, you can grab one of those. Um, but I'm going to need help from all of our kids and um, the service real quick because we're going to get ready to hang our Chrismans. So while our kids come on up, you guys are going to st- sit right over here by the tree. Can you do that for me, Jackson? Thanks. Um, I just have to say, I love Christmas time. Um, Some years, I've had uh, my Christmas decorations up before Halloween. Um, I was a college student that year. Can you stay over by the tree? Good job. Um, And this year, I have a two-month-old baby, so um, unfortunately, I don't have as much Christmas up as I would like to. Um, But this morning, I actually want to take a vote. I'm curious. If you're the kind of person that believes that, Christmas decorations, Christmas songs, and like anything Christmassy should occur only on or after December 1st. Raise your hand. All right. Now, if you're the kind of person that maybe is a little bit more like me and you typically have your Christmas decorations up before Thanksgiving, raise your hand. All right. Uh, for the small group of you that didn't vote because your Christmas lights are on your house all year long, Okay. Now, uh, that survey has nothing to do with the sermon this morning. I just wanted to gauge our Christmas cheer this morning as we are in the service. Um, hey, guys, perfect timing. You guys are awesome. Okay. So um, our kids are uh, going to be hanging our chrismans on the tree, all right? So you guys can grab one chrisman. You're going to hang it somewhere on the front of the tree so everyone to see, okay? And now chrismans are Christmas decorations um, with a Christian symbol on them. They help Christians to remember that Christmas is a celebration of Jesus' birthday. They're often used on Christmas trees in churches and in Christian homes. They're traditionally colored white and gold white is liturgical or church um, for christmas it symbolizes that jesus would be pure and perfect gold symbolizes his majesty and glory so one of the first symbols that our kids decorated this year was the trinity this symbol symbol represents the christian trinity of god jesus and the holy spirit the triqueta is made of three loops making a triangle representing the three parts of the Trinity. The tree full at the bottom is three equal circles intertwined to form the whole. Now the Eastern Cross, there's many symbols across the world for crosses. This is the Eastern Cross, and it is used by many Eastern and Orthodox churches. They also decorated a symbol of the Alpha and Omega which are the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet. Used together, they symbolize that Christians believe Jesus is the beginning and ending of all things. This shell is a symbol for baptism. It reminds Christians of the water that they were baptized in. It's also a sign of pilgrimage. As pilgrims to the Holy Land, Israel, they would use a shell as a drinking vessel. The last symbol that our kids decorated this year is the white rose a symbol for purity that also represents Mary. Are all of our ornaments hung? Good job, guys. I watched movie Mary. Yeah, you've seen a movie called Mary? That's awesome. Okay, kids, thank you for your help this morning. You can go find your seats. Make sure you get your packets, okay? Well done. All right, so... What's Advent? That's your first question on your packet, kids, so I told you you better be quick and on the dot this morning, all right? What's Advent? What's the point of walking alongside the Christmas season for the four Sundays before Christmas? Why pause to feel the anticipation of the birth of Christ? I mean, since he's already been born. This morning we lit the candle peace. I've had the opportunity to ponder the word peace since the end of October when Craig asked me to preach the sermon today. I've spent the whole month of November thinking about peace, picturing peace, feeling peace, and even being caught off guard by moments of undeniable peace that I know in my heart only came from the still, small voice of God whispering to my heart. Do you feel that? That's called peace. Uh, These moments have shaped my heart and also my home this month, Um, and you have the opportunity this Christmas season to start it off peacefully. Sounds maybe a bit of a dream to some of you to start it off with peace, with a thousand things on your to-do list, decisions about which house you're going to go to for the holiday days coming ahead. You've got gifts to shop for. Some of you still have your decorations to hang, but trust me. Today, you're going to face a moment later in our service where you're going to make an important decision. And it's going to be up to you and only to you to embrace those feelings of that decision or to run away from them. Now, kids and adults, I'm going to be saying the word peace quite often today. And starting from this point forward, I want you to make a tally mark on your papers. There's a little box, okay, for every time I say the word peace. That one doesn't count. And see how many times you think I say that word this morning, okay? Now, I want to read to you from the Gospel of John this morning. We're going to be in chapter 14. It's also going to be on the screen if you'd like to follow along. But would you stand with me for the reading of the word? John chapter 14, starting in verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you, and he will be with you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. to us and not to the world. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. Jesus answered him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words and the word that you hear is not mine but the father who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you that all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I'm going away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced, because I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you will believe. And I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of the world is coming. He has no claim on me, but I do, as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know that the love of the Father. Rise, let us go from here." This is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. You may be seated. There's two things in this section of verses this morning um, that sticks out to me that I want to point out to you this morning. And the first is this. In verse 27, it reads, My peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. It is peace that we receive because of Christ himself. So those moments where you have experienced peace in the past, if you can picture a moment where you've thought of something peaceful, that is a gift from Christ. Peace is given to you and me, but for what reason? What purpose is it that would peace would be given? Now, in the Greek, whenever a phrase is repeated or a word is repeated, it means there's a particular emphasis being placed on that word or concept. You may know this, and Jesus does this in this particular verse. Peace I leave with you, peace I give to you. He says it basically the same sentence twice. Uh, See, Jesus needed the disciples to really understand this. Because he wasn't going to be with the disciples in the way that they had grown accustomed to. He knew they would experience hard times and experience fear. And instead, Christ said, peace. Kids, you got a good count going so far? Peace is what you are supposed to replace your fears with. Peace because it is what I have given you, says Christ. So if we are to replace our troubled hearts or our moments of fear with peace, what expectation does that really leave the disciples? You see, peace is what is supposed to bring us together. And fear is what separates us as Christians. Our troubled heart, the things that weigh us down, the things that tear us apart, is what can separate us. Think about it. According to marriage studies, 80 to 90 percent of couples who struggle deeply struggle deeply in their marriage after the loss of a child. Sixteen percent of those marriages end in divorce. One in every 10 kids that are bullied in school attempt to commit suicide. Some are successful, some are not. So you don't have to go very far to see that troubled hearts is what tear people apart. The things that weigh heavy in our life is what tears. Christians apart. Our politics, our theology, our beliefs, the trends of physical, emotional, mental abuse that we see in the world, all of these things can end up dividing us. So Christ knew exactly how hard it would be for the disciples to receive the peace that Christ left for them. He knew that because of fear... He knew that because of troubled hearts that we would need reminded. Which is why he said what he said in verse 29. And that's the second verse I want to bring to your attention today. In verse 29, Jesus says this, And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it takes place, you may believe. It's like Jesus somehow knew we'd need a little more help in our unbelief. It's like he knew we'd need one more reminder that leaves peace in our life. And if you read scripture the way I do, it's almost as if Jesus is saying in this verse, I told you so. He knew that we would forget the feelings of peace. Instead, we would embrace our fears, and it would lead us to non-peaceful living. All along, Christ knew we would struggle to live a life that reflects the peace of Christ. Last week, Nicole shared this concept from Bob Goff, and it says this, when joy is a habit, love is a reflex. But when we live in the love of Christ, we experience the peace of Christ. That whatever is your current reality, it's not God's final vision. We live in the tension of what's already happened because of the birth of Christ and what is going to come. We live in the waiting and hope and anticipation, that restoration, that healing, renewal, and peace is just around the corner. There's a song that originated over 150 years ago. That's a long time, kids. And when it was first created, it was a gentle religious camp meeting song, and it was written in the 1850s. But within a few years, its tune became so popular that people began writing new lyrics to the tune. Its most common lyrics are known as the song called the Battle of the Hymn Republic. It was a song sung by the Union troops of the Civil War. And it's been also known to have been called the John Brown song, another version of lyrics that are somewhat a little bit more violent than the Battle of the Hymn lyrics. It's been sung by many, and most likely you're going to recognize its tune. This song reflected the troops of the Civil War desiring the end of the war. It was their battle cry. It was their rawness of their context as they were searching for truth. But, as we know, the Civil War was exactly a war that was a result of the division among people people of their own country, a war within a place that was once originally united. It was nothing short of peaceful. And rather than singing in their song, they sang about seeking truth. And rather than singing about seeking truth, I I wish they sang about seeking peace. This past week, uh, new lyrics were released for this very familiar tune. Lyrics that desire to break down personal empires. And calls for Christians to remember what Jesus said in verse 27. Peace I give you. My peace I leave you. And when I heard the lyrics of this song that are rewritten for the first time, my heart absolutely felt this undeniable sort of peace. It was a moment, as I was sitting at my kitchen table, that was so peace-filled. It was as if time had stopped for just one
1: moment.
0: Can you picture a time where something felt so peaceful that you just had to stop and close your eyes?
1: Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. You are speaking truth to power. You are laying down your swords, replanting every vineyard till a brand new wine is poured. Your peace will make us one. I've seen. i This whole point the
0: whole point of peace is that we would become one that the things that divide us for a moment would connect us the things that seem so far apart would bring peace in the world That somehow through the chaos and the loudness of your busy schedules, you would hear clearly the words, not as the world gives do I give to you. That you would hear the promise of Christ, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. As followers of Christ, we are a part of one body and one spirit. But we must not mistake oneness with complete agreement. We cannot mistake oneness as identical. Oneness does not mean that we all think alike, agree on the same things. Oneness does not take away our individuality. We are one In the body of Christ. That is our oneness. You see, remember in Corinthians, Paul writes, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. If the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I am not a hand, does that not make it any less part of the body? And if the ear says, I'm not a hand, and does that make me any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. You see, the body of Christ is made up of many parts because each of us is not only to experience peace in a world that is filled with not much peace at all. But we are to be peace to others. How beautiful is it actually that our differences can actually bring people together rather than divide us? A couple weeks ago, I was visiting my family in Colorado, and I had a really special opportunity to capture a five-generation picture with my great-grandfather, Leon. Now, my great-grandfather, Leon, is 100 years old. He will be 101 in April. It was this special moment that I got to share with my son and his great great-grandfather. We went to visit him one evening when I was in town. He's in the VA nursing home in Florence, Colorado. And when I was at that nursing home, my whole world stopped for a moment when I placed my six-week-old son into the arms of his great-great-grandfather. Leon looked up at me with the biggest smile That I had ever seen. And you would think in this moment. That my heart would feel like joy. Or oh how precious. But my heart was caught off guard. Because in that moment. Of all the words to come to my mind. I did not expect the word peace. To come to my mind. That this moment. Was somehow. So filled. With peace. That this man who has lived a hundred years, served in wars, watched the world change so drastically before his eyes. This is a world where nothing is the same as it was when he was a little boy. And yet, as he held my son with their differences so far apart, my son will grow up in a world completely different than the world that he has known. I could think of no other word than peace. These two humans are so far apart, so different from one another, yet he deeply loved him. Isn't that the kind of unity we want in our homes? Isn't that the smile we want every person to experience when they encounter peace, the peace of Christ in their life? You see, no matter your age, God can use you to bring peace into the world our oneness will dismantle our personal empires it will make us free our oneness will cause us to lay down our differences that cause us to hate and instead embrace the difference that comes with the depth of love through christ to our world We're going to take communion this morning, which is not only a place to come join in the table of the Lord, writing ourselves before the Lord, but it's also a place to set aside our humanness and embrace the peace of Christ. We come to the table of the Lord as one body. And we believe that if you call yourself a Christian, you are a part of this meal. This morning, Pastor Nicole is going to come up and lead us into this communion time. And as she comes, I want you to meditate on the word peace. I told you earlier this morning that you would have a choice to make this morning. That you would face a decision that could impact your entire Advent season. A decision that could actually shift your perspective this year. This is that moment. A moment where you participate in the Eucharist because of the grace that was given to you. That you receive in order to bring peace to others. And you have a choice to re- hear and receive the words, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Or you can choose to ignore them. Go ahead.
2: Jesus sat with uh, the disciples in, in, a, in a moment where I believe was an unpeaceful <laughs> time. He sat with them and he talked with them and he loved on them. And they ate a meal together. And at one point during the meal, he he took the bread and he told him, this is my body. This is my body, which will be and is broken for you. And as often as you come together as one and as often as you come together, I hope that you will break this in remembrance of me and in remembrance of what I have done for you. And then he took the cup. He said, this is my blood, which is poured out for you. And as often as you come together, I hope that you will remember what I have done for you. So this morning we're going to come together and we're going to take communion as one body and um, remember all that Jesus has done for us, the love and the peace that he gives us. So as I um, pray over uh, over the communion elements, I would ask those who are helping serve communion to come forward. In a moment after I pray, uh, you will be able to come down the center aisles, um, take communion, and we do a tinction here, which means that you will take a piece of the wafer and you will dip it into the cup, and you'll make your way back to your seat. I would encourage you, uh, it, it's fine if you want to do it one by one, but I'd encourage you to do it as family and as friends. Come around together and do this as one. Eat it first, okay? um, Eat it first, Jackson. If you need gluten-free, that's over on this left-hand side. Other than that, let's, let's pray as we come together for communion. To. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son to be a reminder of the, the awesome love and the awesome peace that you give us. I pray that you would help us to remember. In the midst of this season, the Advent season, and the waiting and the anticipating, help us to just remember all that you have done, all that you are doing in our lives. We love you, Lord, and we ask these things in your heavenly name. Amen. You may come now.
3: we
0: morning we ask that you would speak to our hearts lord may you teach us how to receive your peace lord we ask this in your name amen let me give you your benediction for you this morning may the peace of god empower you to be peace to others by the power of the holy spirit living in you may you embrace the love of christ living as one body of christ i love you god loves you go in peace this morning
3: Cause where there is new world.